What You Don't Know About Roly-Polies. That story and more on H2O Radio's weekly news report. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin, and it's This Week in Water. There's new evidence about the extent of pollution from PFAS compounds, the so-called forever chemicals, that were used in nonstick cookware and many other products like firefighting foam and food packaging. PFAS has been linked to suppressed immune function, cancers, and other human health issues. Now the compounds have been found in a mosquito pesticide Anvil 10 plus 10, which has been widely applied across the country and could be contaminating water supplies with the toxins. Anvil is sprayed from helicopters, airplanes, and trucks and is used in at least 25 states from Massachusetts to California. A group known as Public Employees for Environmental Responsibility found PFAS and Anvil samples, and as the Boston Globe reports, the state of Massachusetts confirmed the pesticide contains the compounds. Given the widespread use of the pesticide over the years, specialists say it's likely that the chemicals have leached into groundwater and other water sources. The Clark Company, which makes the product, said no PFAS ingredients are used in the formulation of Anvil, but acknowledged the chemicals could have been introduced through manufacturing or packaging. Officials at EPA, who've been criticized for delaying new standards to reduce PFAS exposure, said they were looking into the findings and plan to conduct their own analysis. Eight million tons of plastic end up in the world's oceans every year, which is about one truckload a minute. At that rate, the Daily Mail reports, the waste will outweigh all fish in the ocean by 2050. With that in mind, researchers from the University of Exeter wanted to learn how far and fast plastic bottles move down rivers and then through the open seas. So they placed electronic tags on 25 bottles and released most of them in to the Ganges River in India and some into the Bay of Bengal. They then tracked them using GPS satellites. Some of the bottles released in the Ganges moved in stages, getting stuck on their way downstream. On average, the plastic waste traveled around 165 miles, but one bottle floated nearly 1,800 miles in the Indian Ocean in just about three months. The researchers say their study can be used to educate the public about plastic waste and to teach children just how far a single tossed bottle can go. In a stream, steelhead trout will eat just about anything they can, including small fish and crustaceans, insects, and even salamanders. In a watershed in California, nearly half of a trout's diet is made up of roly-polies and other bugs that live on land and fall into streams. That's right, roly-polies, the pill bugs kids love to watch curl up into balls at the slightest touch. New research from NOAA and UC Santa Cruz shows that the cute little creatures Creatures are conveying toxic mercury to the steelhead in an area near Santa Barbara thought to be pristine. They think that the roly-polies consume dead leaves that have mercury on them deposited by fog. How does the toxin get into the fog? According to the EPA, power plants that burn coal are the largest source, accounting for about 50% of all man-made mercury emissions into the air and then dropped on land. Mercury can cause neurological and development mental problems in humans, the researchers found that the roly-polies and other bugs from the land had higher mercury concentrations than aquatic insects. In other research about contaminants affecting fish, scientists have been puzzled why more than half of the 
Coho salmon in urban streams that flow into Puget Sound near Seattle have been dying off. Every fall, the fish return to the streams but die before they can spawn, especially after a big rain. Now a team of researchers at the University of Washington in Washington State have discovered why. When it rains, stormwater flushes bits of aging vehicle tires from roads into neighboring streams. After a lengthy investigation, they found the killer to be a molecule from a preservative that keeps tires from breaking down too quickly. They say the tire preservative is not limited to the Puget Sound region, and it's probably found in runoff from every busy road around the world. Stormwater is generally untreated, so the researchers say the best solution would be to change the composition of tires to make them salmon safe. And finally, in a race against time, wildlife conservationists braved waters full of crocodiles to rescue a giraffe stranded on an island sinking under rising floodwaters. Recent heavy rains caused the level of Lake Baringo in western Kenya to rise six inches a day, cutting off an area where giraffes had been relocated about a decade ago to protect them from poachers. The location had been a peninsula connected to the mainland, but recent flooding isolated not only the animals, but local villagers. Last week, a rescue effort was mounted to save the marooned giraffes and transfer them to another sanctuary around four miles away. Using a special barge built by local villagers, they were able to start by rescuing a female who was stuck on a patch of land less than an acre wide. Over the coming days, the seven remaining animals will also be relocated. The giraffes are a part of a critically endangered subspecies that once roamed much of Kenya and Uganda, and today, fewer than 3,000 remain. The giraffes have helped bring tourists to the area to support the local economy and provide jobs and are ambassadors of peace. For years, the tribes in the Baringo Lake region were in constant conflict. But the threat to the animals caused the people to set aside their differences and create the giraffe preserve, which the newly rescued animals will call home. You can preserve this week in water by donating $5, $25, $50, whatever you can. Give now so we don't lose out on a matching grant where all gifts will be doubled until December 31st. Go to h2oradio.org to donate and thank you.